Welcome back to another episode of Miles More Madness. Joined as always by Mr. Tim Miles. Tim, how's it going? It's going tremendously well today. I have a guy in my house fixing my kitchen sink. Ooh, what happened to the kitchen sink? It just, we had a kitchen remodel and then something went wrong with it. And so um, we had to wait a long time. Like, just a lot of things went wrong. It wouldn't turn, like swivel. Its pivots weren't very good. <laughs> you know? And um, Sounds you like know. the coaching to me. Yeah. And uh, the little, we have one of those little hot water things where you're, it's like scalding hot water. And then that went wrong too. So I don't know. Probably something, uh, probably Kohler out of Wisconsin. <laughs> there you go. I, uh, I have my own kitchen problems. Our uh, dishwasher is just it's always sucked. We did a ki- we 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 gutted our kitchen like 5 years ago and did a, you know the whole remodel. The dishwasher has never really worked that well, but now it's just like not working at all. Had a guy come out, he's like, "Eh, $400 to fix." I'm like, "Yeah, I just be- better buy a new one." So, you know, I don't I don't have that 10 miles money. That that's a that's a real punch in the gut. Have to buy the uh the new uh dishwasher, but yeah, new goes, one coming on the way. There goes the kids college fund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better get a scholarship, little Braden Henry. So we All had right. a kid. We so, had a we had I had a guy. Ricky Hill was my assistant, and uh-huh. he, and he had one of his daughters was her name was Jen, and she was just little. She was like always a gymnast, and you know, like she was, I mean, little, like maybe four or five years old. But she, you know, you'd ask her, she had this bravado about her, this you know, this cockiness, so to speak, and. And Ricky would say, uh, hey, Jen, who's paying for college? And she'd say, coach is paying for college. I love that. <laughs> coach is paying for college. She's five. Nice. Who's paying for college? Coach is paying for college. That's and she knew she was getting a scholarship <laughs> from the get-go. That's awesome. Uh, how old is she now? Is she, did she get that scholarship? Well, I got to think. I mean, this is a long time ago. I'm, there is no <laughs> doubt she got some kind of scholarship. <laughs> All right. So uh, Brad Brand- Bramwell. Had it, or Brownell, sorry, apologies. Can't talk this morning. He uh, he had one heck of a week. I want to start there. One at North Carolina, upset Duke. Um, you can probably um, relate to what's going on at Clemson. I, I don't know that he's super on the hot seat, but you got to think he's it's at least started the season at least kind of kind of warm and maybe got hotter as it, it was going. And uh, so. What do you think? Does this? I wanted to ask you about this. Is it, are you able to appreciate it in a season where you could argue, you know, he's on the hot seat, or is it sweeter because of that? Like when you get two wins like that, I think it's great validation because the last time it's happened was like what two thousand three or something like that. North Carolina State did it. Uh, Archie Miller was not on that team, by the way. It was like uh, Julius Hodges or Julius Hodge, uh, not Julius Hodge. Bob Hodges, yeah. Um, Hodges, yeah, was their leading scorer. But I mean, to to I I I just thought the joy in his face when uh, they they beat Carolina at Carolina and he said it's over. I don't know if you could read his letter. He's like it's over. Uh, <laughs> you know, fifty nine straight losses for the university, the Clemson. You know, they're not all on Brad. You know, he's only <laughs> you know like he's uh, responsible for eight of the fifty nine. And so. Uh, I, I think that was, I, I thought that was really a cool moment. And then I was in the Big Ten studio. So we were, we had the game on, we were watching it. 
and they just controlled the whole game against Duke. Duke make a little run in the early second half, but you know, uh, speaking to what you said earlier, you know, when you're at those high major jobs, and you're kind of Jim Molinari had a great saying, which is you're always judged on your best season. So anytime you don't at least match your best season or outdo your last best season, uh, you're you know you're you're kind of judged. So if you look at you know, he, he does well and then not so well. Like, we made the NCAA tournament my second year. And then because we didn't go back, even though at the end we made, you know, two NITs, won over 40 basketball games, you still get whacked in the Big Ten. You're like, you know, we're not bad. Um, but you don't, you don't, you're not matching that consistency. And, and it's hard to be consistent when, when the tradition, you know, uh, football heavy, you know, kind of tradition and your basketball tradition isn't quite there. Although they've made some real improvements in that basketball program in terms of facilities and other things that way, because we played them in the Big Ten ACC Challenge a couple times there. Mm-hmm. Uh, never mm-hmm. was able to welcome Brett. We split with them. Uh, I think we lost late and then beat them in overtime or lost in overtime and then beat them uh, uh, close. They were two good games. But but uh, I had a chance in 2006 to take the Wilmington, North Carolina job when Brad Brownell left for Wright State. And I remember just calling around. I was talking to guys, and I talked to Dave Odom, who's you know was at, he had just retired from South Carolina, so he'd been at Wake and then went to South Carolina. And he says, "Tim, I, I don't know you." And he's you know if you've ever talked to Dave Odom, he's got this Southern drawl, and it's really he. I mean, and he's a very wise guy. You know, he, he was at Virginia under Terry Holland, so he had Ralph Sampson and those guys. They were so good. But he goes, "You're not a better coach than Brad Brownell." Just know the guy you're replacing is a great coach. And he was right. There, I mean, Brad Brownell is as good a tactician and coach as there is in college basketball. He's really a good coach. And so and he's got a, a gig. He loves it. I think he lives a couple houses down from Dabo Sweeney. And, and Dabo was actually at our game one of those years. And because uh, he was, uh, the TV guys were right next to us. So I think Brad's done a great job. I think it is validating when you do something uh, that's almost nobody does in that league, you know, and you know you win those back-to-back games, one on the road, one at home. Uh, really, really happy for him and and well deserved. And uh, it is Julius Hodge, no, no S on the end. Apologies there. One of the was there ever a more like New York baller than Julius Hodge? That that dude was uh, he was fun. The ACC was full of those guys. I mean, for a long time, uh-huh. you know. Uh, Kenny Anderson down at Georgia Tech. You know, Bobby Kremens had a whole bunch of guards. Uh, Stephon Marbury going down. I mean, all those guys were ballers. Fran McCaffrey was talking about C.J. Frederick the other night. He's a baller. You you mentioned something we weren't planning on talking about, but you mentioned UNC Williamton, you know, where uh, Brad was the coach back in the day. Um, I'm sure you saw C.B. McGrath got got let go. Um, I think he's in his. He was in his third season, middle third. of the third season. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Struggling, obviously. But what do you what do you think of that? Like, I, I mean, it's pretty messed up to to let a dude go. I feel like in the middle of the season. I don't know. Um, I, well, I, I just don't understand what what the, yeah. what's the point. What do you think? The first thing is is I I think three years is you know it. it it takes a while. Okay, folks, it takes a while. And and everybody wants to win right now, but not everybody, you know, every coach, if you listen to the press conferences, you know, they make fun of uh, 
oh, we're going to play with tempo. We're going to play fast. We're going to blah, blah, blah. And about 20% of those guys do that, actually, you know. But it also, uh, you know, we're going to win championships. We're going to the Final Four. Like, not everybody can go. <laughs> like, not every There's winners and losers, and you might have to wait your turn, God forbid, um, uh, depending on, you know, the, I mean, it's just such a uh, a high level to play. And so, I mean, to me, the guy's got, what, a half a recruiting class his first year and then a full recruiting class and then just signed his second full recruiting class and he's already been let go. That seems rather early, you know. Uh, to not even get your own guys in. So, because you're just scrambling that first year trying to put it together. And you might hit it big, and you might not. You know, you can you can change basketball, flip, you can flip basketball quicker than others. But in the mid-year thing, never know. You know, uh, if if the guy just said, you're fired, you're done, I don't like that. You know, also, if the, if the coach is just twisting in the wind and he knows he's going to get fired, you know, just put me out of my misery. Um you know, I, I've I've i know guys have had uh, conversations with their coach mid year and say, you know, I'm going to let you know, go at the end of the season, and some of the guys will just say, yeah, let me go now. Yeah, I mean, just fire me now. Yeah, yeah don't. Fair you know enough. I mean, I'm not going. I'm not not walking into work every day with that hanging over my head. So there's a lot of things that we don't know, and but that seems absurdly or uh, absurd is a hard word, but um, but yeah, early, way early. And, you know, this is a interesting time of, of the year in, in, in college basketball because um, teams have pl- – you're about halfway through your season, but you've, you've, you're a couple weeks into playing multiple conference games a week, right? And, like, that grind is unlike the non-conference because, you know, you might have one tough game, but then it might follow, um, you know, two or three gimmies, right? So I wanted to ask you – the, the other thing that's interesting about this time of year is kids have now been out of school for like at least a month. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you get you can have you know, more practice time um, during that time. And and it's just different. Um, wanted to ask you, like, what, what are some of the challenges um, of this time of year? Is it is it good for teams? Is it too does it get to be too much once you're to this point where like school's just about to start, but you've been together so much over that month period of time yeah january is just the longest month 31 days it's just so long you know and then february usually feels like it's awesome because it's like 28 days but this year i think is a leap year so it's 29 which gives us even more college basketball uh (laughs) i I, when i look at it uh it just kind of depends on the group you've got if you're younger usually it's more of a drag getting those guys going uh you know, because it's just so much for them. Uh, if if you've got a veteran team, you know, I think you can, you know, you, you have a little more variety with them. But certainly this this is the time you really got to motivate guys and spend time with guys and, and do those things because it gets to be just a grind and, and there's no easy way through it. You just got to, you just got to keep plowing ahead. Have you felt that, um, have you ever felt like, okay, I'm, I'm, these guys are tired of me right now just because we've spent so much time together over this month and, and tried to somehow cut back, or is, is it just impossible to, to cut back when you have that time? No, there, that's definitely a, a question you ask yourself or a, 
a you know something that crosses your mind or you discuss with your staff because they are tired of your you know they you know so what voice do you give them like you hear coaches they'll do all sorts of things they'll bring in guest speakers they will um uh you know they know the problem coaches know the problem you know and you can guess the problem if you're on the outside uh it's really not rocket science it's not brain surgery or anything like that so when you look at all this, you say, okay, what can I do to motivate them? What can we do? So like, there are times we'd take them to a good movie. If we knew there was a good movie, we'd make sure to go to a cool movie. Or bring, bring in a, you know, like instead of film, we'd show like a 40-minute 30 for 30 uh, from uh, ESPN or something like that. So as we went forward, we were always looking for things to do. And in fact, even in February sometimes, I remember we, we played volleyball with the guys uh, dodgeball. There was a great dodgeball game that we had. Um, and, uh, oddly enough, I, I think they tried to gang up on me. I think they tried to be mean to me and, and do some kill shots <laughs> to the noggin, but that's, you know, it's stuff like that, that, that I like pin dodgeball better than dodgeball. How about you? I like pin. I think pin dodgeball is the true essence of dodgeball. You know, what, where you what's put, pin? I'm not sure. So, so I'm let's not say, sure I'm familiar with that terminology. Well, well what you do is you play, <laughs> So you play basically on a on a on a basketball court, okay? And so the court dimensions are the court dimensions. Uh, the the bad guys are on one half of the floor, good guys are on the other half of the floor, and so you put up two like pins that would be like bowling ball pins, so to speak, um, and you put them on each elbow of the free throw line. And when both those pins are down, you know, is how you win. So technically, like you could have a draw, like every guy could be out and on the side, you know, so you throw it, you hit a guy, you go on the side. If the guy catches it, you're out. You can even have a rule that uh, you could you either I'm out or they can pick a guy to come back in. You can do that. But what's funny is like one time I remember when we were playing it, uh, we had all their guys out and you know, you have, uh, you know, like four balls or five balls going. Not just one. You gotta have a whole bunch of them. You gotta have good action, and and uh, I'll try and tweet this video if I can find it today. The dodgeball game, and <laughs> and so folks know. But uh, but then we all missed the last pin, so they had one pin standing. So technically, the game was a draw. Yeah. So you can't go grab those balls. They're just yeah. no. We're yeah. across, and so and then you have guys protecting the pins. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, and, and like goalies and stuff like that. Pin dodgeball is the only way to go because you can, and <laughs> with multiple balls, because then you can bean somebody from the blind side. Uh, it just adds a, a whole new element to the game. I can't believe you haven't played pin dodgeball. I, I don't think I have. I'm going to have to tell my uh, 12-year-old about this. He'd, he'd be excited. I mean, I, I feel like uh, if you can't find a job coaching basketball, maybe coaching pin ball, uh, dodgeball is, is in your future. Well, they've already made a movie about it, and that was average. So, I mean, they got average actors, and and it's not even. Did they put was there was pin was pin dodgeball part of that one? I don't think I, I don't, don't think remember. So. I I think I only watched that one once, even though even though it was fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna I might you know what I might do today because I'm semi retired. I think I'm gonna walk <laughs> out of here, out of my recording studio. I'm gonna grab Sammy. I'm gonna watch uh, dodgeball. I don't think I've ever watched it from start to finish. I think I've seen parts, but I don't think I've ever watched it start to finish. I, I, I so. can't understand why. I mean, it's got such a heavy plot. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's let's move on to some more, more hoops. Um, Do you think our you listeners know, are A lot of upsets this week. Ball They're like, 
Uh, I'm, I'm sure that they're, they're, they're just, they want more of it. They're like, I can't believe they're moving on. I want more pin dodgeball stories, but uh, let's, let's talk some, some basketball for a little bit. Uh, a lot of upsets this week, Tim, uh, you know, it's been a crazy freaking year in college basketball. This, this season is, is, is nuts, but uh, I, I thought we could do something fun here. A um, lot of good teams, or at least teams that were ranked pretty high in the preseason now, with at least four losses. Um, one to go through the list, and we can each pick out um, maybe one or two or three of these teams that we think are the best that have at least four losses. So I'm going to read you this list, and it's pretty unreal. Um, you know, the, the, the teams of who, who have at least that many. Michigan State, Seton Hall, Ohio State, who has five, which is nuts considering their start. Maryland, Arizona, Michigan, Arizona Wisconsin. I'm gonna a couple of these have five. I say at least four losses. Arizona has five. Michigan has five. Wisconsin, including them for Michael, um, and they're pretty hot. They've got six, and Kentucky now on that uh, that four list or four loss list. Um, if you had to pick. One of those teams to go the deepest in the tournament. Who do you think it is? Who, who do you think are the, is, the, is some of the best of this group? Okay, so I'm just going to – I mean, I don't know what's going on at Ohio State. I just do not get it. Don't get it. Maryland so, – so if you look at the numbers, Maryland does not play well on the road. And, and usually, usually that's a predictor, a bad predictor, right? But – you mm-hmm. have to understand when you look at stats and you play at home away and neutral your numbers at a your stats at a neutral site game model much closer to a home game than they do in a away game uh, especially in the Big 10 because the home crowds are so uh intense you know i mean it's a the Big 10 crowds at home are much different than you know i would say half the Big 12 you know, you walk into the Lloyd Noble Center, it's not an intimidating crowd. Baylor usually is not an intimidating crowd. Of course, Kansas is. Kansas State can be. Um, Iowa State certainly can be. But I don't, I mean, I think if you go pound for pound, uh, the Big Ten leads the, you know, leads the country every year in attendance. That's that's harder. So Maryland, get, getting on with that, that's an interesting one. Uh, Arizona, just, the, you know, their best players are freshmen. Uh, Michigan, uh, no, I just, you know, Jawan Howard's been really stubborn. He's in the best league in the world with centers, and he just lets them go one-on-one, and everybody gets a career high. Um, and then uh, uh, Wisconsin, I mean, they're playing well, but I, I just don't see their long-lasting. Kentucky, guess who I'm picking? Seton Hall. It's my pick, too. No, it's not. You're not picking Seton Hall. You're not picking Seton Hall. I love hey, Seton Hall was one of my five teams to win a national title. How can I not pick them? Because I was high there's on them three early. others on the you, same you shouldn't list be able right to pick here. them. You shouldn't be able to pick them. What? There's three other teams that you picked that, that are still on the same list. I did have Michigan. Who else did I? Oh, and Ohio State. Yeah. But uh, but, but but that's true. <laughs> I, I regret. I immediately regret the Michigan decision. Any man who doesn't know who Tim Miles is, yeah, is no man in. to lead it. So yeah, but I couldn't name it. Um, 
you know, 16 of the 17 franchises he played on either. So it's all fair. <laughs> but, but, no, honestly, Seton Hall uh, has a go-to player, uh, one of the best players in the country, if not the best player, in Miles Powell. He is unbelievably, now that he's healthy, he's even playing better. His game at Butler, I watched the second half of them at Butler last night or the night before, whatever night it was, last great night. Great game. It was last night. He, he's last just night. a killer. And they've got shot blocking. You know, they got two seven two guys. And, um, you know, we played them last year, and you could see how good they were, but we were really good when we beat them by 22. But, I mean, uh, they are great. And they've had some injuries. They still don't have uh, Sandro Mamou Kashavili. Uh, he still needs to come back. And he's he, he's one he's, of the – he was their third really good. scorer. Yeah, he's really good. He's a, he's a, and, and when they want to go smaller um, – you know, more offense. They can throw him on the on the floor at the five. I he mean, can, he's big enough to play the five easily. And, easily. Uh, and their their big kid is starting to score the ball. Um, Gill, who uh, you know, he was really struggling to. Uh, or it, offense hasn't ever really been his thing, but now he's he's become like a really good roller. And and uh, let's see, look, let's look at his stats. He's he's gone 17, 11, 10, and seventeen the last four games. That was with one double digit scoring game all season before that. Yeah, he and he's making jump hooks. They're throwing it to him with his back to the basket, uh, and he makes mm-hmm. free throws. I, I don't know what his percentages are. I don't have them up. I'm sure you might, but he's making free throws. He makes a free throw and looks so easy. Um, there, You know, I don't like it when teams get on a great roll in, uh, in early January. Here's an appearance from the home landline. Oh, geez. who freaking has a landline anymore? My Come wife, on, my wife. How do I stop this? <laughs> I don't know who Lincoln. Who? Go away. Go oh away. my gosh! Just say, hey, just pick up and hang up. I think I just answered it. I answered it, and then just hung up. Welcome so to Miles gonna, More Madness. We're gonna call back. We have on the line here. <laughs> I just knew today was gonna be a rough day. Oh, jeez. See, here they are. Oh, here we go. Is it Romaro Gale? Yeah, it's Lincoln. He's calling to tell you he's he's shooting. Lincoln, (laughs) I can't even understand a lady. Can you hear her? (laughs) Go go away. (laughs) Just answer it, Tim. Just answer it. No, my wife did. This is good good podcasting. Yeah, my wife answered it. Thank God. All right, definitely so keep that in, Gale. and I'm not, I'm not kidting. That's staying in the oh, show for sure. Yeah, that's that's staying <laughs> in for sure. Thanks, yeah, guys. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. He's he's shooting just a hair under 72 percent from the free throw line. So you were right there. Uh, in Biggie's play alone, he's he's shooting from the field. He's 71.4 percent. Uh, so yeah, he's he's crushing it right now. But uh, I'm 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 with you, Tim. I love me some Seton Hall. But uh, all right, here I'll tell you I'll tell you the four teams on that list that I think have the best shot of going far in the tournament. Um, it would be Michigan State still, Seton Hall, Arizona, because I, 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 that, that talent at Arizona is, is pretty darn good. I, I think they'll – and they'll get better as the year goes along. Uh, really young. Obviously helps to have experience, but it also helps to have a you know, good guard play. And they've, they've got it for, for the NCAA tournament. So I'm going to say those three, and then I'm still going to go – I feel like maybe if Ohio State can ever figure it out, I I like the pieces. Um, you know, maybe the uh, their their four kid. Um, oh, help help me out here. Kyle Young is Kyle back Young. now. 
you know, maybe maybe he's just kind of a connective piece that that should help them out. I know he he was part of a couple of those losses, but um, he's back. Had a good game the other day against Nebraska. You know, it was hey, just I tell you who's back. I tell you who's back is Chris Holtman. He wore a great shirt, a white shirt with some fancy trim, and like a <laughs> like a rose rose colored champagne colored jacket that was styling. I mean, unexpected because he's such a humble humble dude. But man, he somebody dressed him right the other night. It was good. Um, if you get it, some, his team he, needed some swag. He had some swag. Yeah, it was swag. I was like, whoa, Holtman, nice, nice job. So I was impressed, and I can't dress and look awful half the time. And uh, but I was impressed. I was, I was not man crushing on him or anything. I just giving him a little tip of the cap. How many suits did you own, or do you own? Way too many. Rotate. Way too many blue ones. Um, uh, ten, ten suits and maybe six like separate sport coat. You know where you wear a separate. Way too many. Like if I wore the same, like my goal was never to wear the same, you know, outfit in the in a year. You know, like always have a, you know, unless it was good luck. Like if I wore pink on pink, and it worked, like we beat somebody, then I would bring it out later on another big game. But other than that, you you had to have a different look, no matter what, no matter how subtle. Just you know, like whether you have the same black suit, white tie, but you had to have or white shirt, you had to have a different. And in the old days, uh, and Ed Cooley did this the other day when he played at Marquette, wear the opponent's color. That's the ultimate kind of F you. You wear the opponent's color. Like, so like, <laughs> like TCU, I'd wear like purple, you know, like, hi. You know, and that's always fun. That's always fun. Oh, man. Did you, uh, if you ever wore the same suit two games in a row, would anybody give you crap? Yeah, I did it in the NCAA regional in 2001. Uh, wore the suit that I got hired in, and we won the NCAA regional. And unfortunately, that suit quit fitting me about 12 years ago <laughs> as I as I aged. Uh, but um, literally, that suit still looks great, and I could bring it. I've kept it uh, just for sentimental values. And uh, and if I brought it out, it might not be wrinkled. Like it is. It was whatever material it's made out of. It's like Teflon, man. I mean, you could. You could you could just stuff it in a garbage bag, pull it out, and it would look ready to wear. It was a good suit. <laughs> nice. I uh, it, it made me think of um, I just finished season nine of of Curb Your Enthusiasm since the new season's coming out. Do you, do you ever watch Curb? Yeah, but do, do you need to watch season nine? Is that is nine the new one? Ten's the new one coming out, but well, I had never but watched not, nine. Okay, and so I was just no, I was motivated to watch watch uh, watch it because the new one's coming out and. Um, recently got like an HBO Go password, so oh, um, you're too you know, cheap to, to buy it yourself. To so you off. stole somebody's password. You are basically breaking a federal. It says right on there, you're bre- you're you're breaking a federal law. Why doesn't the FBI yeah. crack down on you millennials that are stealing streaming packages? That's what's going to happen. You know, those of and, us with I, the cable I, package I, I, with the right password doing our job. Paying our bills. Hey, I I pay for cable. I pay for cable. I just don't have HBO. I'm not that fancy. <laughs> but guys, whatever. I'm just I'm, telling I'm you, there's going to be an FBI in, investigation. I'm stealing HBO. 
come after me, F- FBI. But but I I hey, don't don't you can you can share cable passwords, but don't share uh, athletic subscription passwords. Don't do that. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it won't work. It won't Actually, work. Actually, I shared uh, mine with my sister last week. <laughs> uh, it it shouldn't work. It shouldn't work. Um. Anyway, there's a there's a curb episode where uh, they some guys giving him crap. Hey, didn't you wear those that outfit yesterday? And he's like, what? What's this? <laughs> your, your outfit tracking me. This, this isn't cool. So uh, that made me think of that. All right. Um, something else that's not cool. Overreacting officials. Tim, I sent you three videos uh, yesterday. So I'm gonna I'm gonna set these up for the listeners. Um, are you going to tweet those you know, videos, people, or what, are you going to let the uh, – Yeah, 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 I, I will. I'll, I'll tweet them out later on. Um, all right, so I don't know that the last one – it might be too long to, to make it, but we'll, we'll see what we can do. All right, so the first one is uh, Tyrese Maxey got a T last night for hanging on the rim um, when it looks like he's trying to protect himself, like there's a dude underneath him, okay? So that's one. Number two, I was at the K-State-Texas Tech game on Tuesday – and really the only thing that stood out to me in that, in that game was the damn officiating. So Kyler Edwards, first half, goes to the basket, scores, thinks he gets fouled, yells out, and one, and does a f- and flexes a little bit, okay? So the flex is something that the tech kids always do when they get an and one. Like, it's just part of their culture. And he gets, he gets hit up with the T. And then a couple minutes later uh, – Bruce Weber is is pretty upset because uh, one of you know Xavier Sneen gets bumped. He thinks there should have been a foul. Seconds after that happens, they get called for a garbage uh, charge call where the kid's feet were inside the, the circle. But he wasn't even arguing about that crappy charge call. He was just arguing about you know he thought Sneed should have got fouled. So so it's this is during a media timeout. Um, Gary Pollard comes over. Jerry. Standing Jerry. near his huddle. Jerry, sorry. Jerry Jerry Pollard comes over. He's standing near his huddle, talking to him. Um, Roger Well, he's trying Ayers. to calm him down. That- he's trying to call because Bruce is irate. Yeah, Bruce is Bruce is mad, but 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 Pollard's doing a good job. He's talking to him. He's not he's you know, he's kind of letting him have it. Or letting Bruce let him have it a little bit. And Roger Ayers is standing about thirty feet away, and I'm watching him. And all of a sudden he just Hits Bruce with the T, even though Jerry is the one talking to him. He hits him with the T. It's like, what the heck are you? Why? why if if anybody's going to hit Bruce with the T, if Jerry hits him with the T, I'm fine with that because he's right there and he can hear everything he's saying. And you know maybe he deserved it, but for the dude 30 feet away to give him a T, it's crap. I think officials are they overreact sometimes like. Their, their position should be to just calm things down if they can. Hey, if you don't want the kid yelling out M1 and flexing, give, you know, tell him, hey, man, don't do that next time. When there's a dead ball, go up to him and say, hey, next time, maybe don't flex, maybe don't yell out M1. But it's just unnecessary. It's not, it's not making the game any better. Um, that kind of like yelling out M1 and giving a little flex, like there's no, to me – I don't think it's necessarily showing up somebody else. It's just like, hey, look, you know, look what I did. Cool. What do you think, Tim? Am, am, am I just a silly writer sitting at press row and getting mad at stupid stuff? But or or am I on to something here? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I, I mean, this, I can you you can you can just you can just no comment. 
you could just no comment this if you like, because I'll just say how terrible it is for, for the both of us. Here's what I'll tell you. We don't know everything that went into it. And, and I agree with you. If referees have, um, you know, discussed like, hey, no more talking, you know, come on, you guys, clean it up. You know, the next time somebody does something and then, you know, Kyler comes off the bench, didn't, wasn't privy to that discussion, flexes, gets whacked. You know, then the ref feels like, well, listen, I told everybody, you know, hey, we got it. We're done with the talking. You just don't always know. So sometimes that's just trying to get the game under control. Sometimes it's a, it's a ref that's a little edgy and unnecessarily. He just kind of he's flexing, so to speak. You know, it's the same flex, really. If you exactly. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and then the the Bruce probably deserved a technical, but the call was awful. I mean, the charge call was awful. And so I think he was trying to get it, and Roger probably called it just to, you know, get the game moving on. Really, like if he, because if he doesn't, but call it was it, during immediate timeout. Yeah, it was during well, immediate timeout, so it wasn't delaying anything. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I understand that, and and the hanging on the rim, uh, that's, I mean, they're just calling it as they should or supposed to, but that was a bad call too, because uh, it looked like he was trying to protect himself. I mean, like I, I wouldn't have. What if I was up there hanging on there, <laughs> you know, no, but I mean, I mean, I can see why the kid wouldn't let go. So, I mean, that's one I think that should be modified at best, uh, about hanging on the rim, you know, like it needs to be excessive to me, you know, and then, and then of course you give, give them an inch, they'll take two inches, two inches, they'll take four inches, give them a rope. They want to be cowboys. Right. Um, do you know what uh comedy routine that was? I don't. What was it? Eddie Murphy Delirious. Oh, I, I need to check that out. I think it's playing old, old on either net. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing like a red leather suit. It's beautiful. <laughs> Man. Him coming back on Saturday Night Live, it, it just his energy and his his delivery on stuff. He's such a powerful dude. You just forget about it because he's been out of the been having kids yeah. with like uh, how many different wives <laughs> or whatever. He's just been out pounding kids out. <laughs> And um, so he hasn't been acting. You forget about it. And then he played Dr. Doolittle for a while. So I watched Gumby, damn it. Have you seen the, have you seen the Netflix movie, his new Netflix movie, the Dole uh, Light or whatever no. it is? Is it good? It's good. It's pretty good. It's pretty uh, good. I, looks like I got my whole day planned. I think I'm going to rewatch Delirious. Yeah, yeah. Movie day. I got Dodgeball. And then I got the, the new one with Eddie. It's a hell of a day. All right. So, so the, the officials. I think there's a couple things here. One, they probably work too many games, and they're on edge because, man, they've been traveling all over. But it, as, as um, oh, Bob Huggins said the other day when he went on his three blind mice rant, like the, I, he's like, I know how much money they make, so I don't feel that bad for him. I'm kind of there with, with uh, <laughs> Hugs on that one. Um, the other thing is, like, okay, the, a, good offici- a good officiating job is when you go to a game and you leave it, and you don't even think about the officials, right? You don't even think, man, they officiate a really good game or they officiate a crappy one. They, they, just, they just blend in, right? The, the game was fine. And I feel like some of these guys, like you said, flex, like he's, he's flexing by calling some of those technicals. Um, it's just unnecessary. And um, I think that there needs to be, coming from um, the head of officials, and, and I, I'm pretty sure I spotted Curtis Shaw at the game the other night, who is the head of Big 12 officials. So um, 
I don't know if that was productive because it was almost like they were showing off for, for hey, I'm, the boss is here. We got to really tighten this crap up. But uh, basketball is an emotional game. Um, I think that these kids need a little bit longer leash sometimes. Um, it's not taking away from the game when they're a little bit emotional as long as it's not over the top. Give more warnings, less technicals. Um, when you go to a basketball game, the best officiated games are the ones when you don't notice the officials. You just be like, oh, that was a fun basketball game, and you don't have anything to say about the officials. So um, I, I, want, I wish the NCAA would, uh, would step in here a little bit and be like, hey, we're calling too many technicals. Chill out. Let the, let the kids be kids. So moving on from that, I, uh, I don't want to get you in trouble, Tim. NCAA, come after me. Uh, feds, come after me. That's fine. I, I went on this rant already. This is, this is round two because uh, apparently the, either the NCAA or the FBI is messing with my computer because they didn't like what I was saying. So I got dropped from the call. But uh, we're, I'm back, and I'm still mad about the officiating. And uh, let's, let's move on to the picks if you're good with that. Yeah, you were madder the first time, but I mean, but you did try and, and get the show back on its rails despite its technical uh, difficulties. Oh man, I got so worked up about that officiating. But uh, well, let's anyway. pick some games, man. Let's pick some games. Let's pick some games. Let's have some fun here. All right, we got ten games on the on the docket again. I sent these to you early in the week. No complaints from I didn't, you. This and I week. didn't look at them until four minutes before the show because I didn't want to ruin my rhythm. <laughs> you got to stick to your routine. All right, let's let's update yeah, everybody on the standings. You, you did the right thing. Thank you. I, I I appreciate it. All right, let's update the standings. Uh, last weekend, I went six and four against the Ken to improve to twenty two and seventeen on the year. Pretty good. Oh, and uh, we picked L- we picked the LSU Clemson game, and that's worth double. Am I correct? So, and we split your rules. On it. We split on. Um, well, yeah, yes. we both had LSU winner overall. We got that part right. I had LSU to cover, so I get no, no, no. Two you had Clemson there. winning because I wouldn't let you. Michael, LSU. Michael, come in, please. No, he, he took he took LSU to uh, cover. That was the where the difference was. That was the difference. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. All right, so I am now twenty four and seventeen against the Ken. What a bullshit thing. And uh, Tim, you dropped. You were eighteen and twenty-one, and then the football made you eighteen and twenty-three by your own stupid rules. Uh, picking games overall, um, let me add my two points for LSU, and I'm now twenty-four and twenty, and you are also twenty-four and twenty. So we're we're, we're tied there. And so I'm not uh, a you got some work See, to do. This is proof I don't gamble on on I don't gamble. Uh, but, uh, and, and, and 24 and 20 and all four big 10 teams let me down. Yeah, it was a bad, although, you know, picking games overall Um, last week, you went six and four, I went five and five. So you had a, you had a decent week picking games. I was better against the kin. All right, let's, uh, let's get to these games. Let's see if you can play some catch up. Um, I'll go first, Michigan at Iowa, Iowa four point favorite at home. Um, you know. Juwan Howard doesn't even know who Tim Miles is. Screw that guy. Um, I'm picking Iowa, Iowa. I'm picking Iowa, Iowa. I think they're playing great. C.J. Frederick's back. Uh, when they get that outside shooting, and then and then last time, 
I thought Michigan or I, you know, the game was what an overtime game at Michigan. Luca Garza got 44, so you know he's feeling good. Um, so Michigan has not doubled in the post all year. So let's say they decide to. That's a completely new uh, thing to do, and you're doing it on the road. So and with CJ Frederick back making three threes last point uh, last game. Uh, I just think it's bad timing. Connor McCaffrey's starting to make a few threes. We know Joe Wieskamp can do it. Uh, he's been about every other game. Bad Joe, miss threes. Good Joe, make a lot of threes. He just went over his last game, so he's probably going to make about five next game. Bad time for Michigan. Good time for Iowa. Iowa is going to win and cover the four-point Ken. <laughs> Two things before we move on that one. How much fun is Iowa to watch when they're right? Like that. Whenever Iowa's good, Iowa, and this is every, almost every year, because they play so fast, um, shoot all the threes. Man, they're fun to watch when they're on. And but but on the uh, on the doubling the post thing, I actually am a supporter of not doubling the post. But I think you know you have, you can't you've got to be willing to break every rule that you have, right? Like if it's not working, you got to mix it up. And so I'm with you there. That hey, when when post players, especially in this league. The Big Ten's just loaded with post players this year. You, you probably ought to switch it up. So I'm with you there. But but overall, as a philosophy, not doubling the post, I actually like that as a strategy. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He should probably start doubling. Uh, yeah, with, that's the Wisconsin, way you prefer, to, you, go, you prefer go ahead. to play that way. But if if three straight, four straight guys get career highs, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. you've got to rethink things. Something ain't working. Yeah. All right, so let me put you down for Iowa, Iowa. We're all across the board there. Uh, next up, I'll let you go here first. Wisconsin, Michael's Wisconsin Badgers. Fighting Michigan Brad Davison's. Seven-point favorite for the uh, Spartans. The fighting Brad Davison's. I think they 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 got lucky against Maryland. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, whoa, fighting I, words. I think that uh, – I just think this is too much for them. I think they kind of been, you know, skinning by. As I said this about uh, Indiana too, and I was correct. They've just been getting by by the skin of their teeth. And so I'm picking Michigan State and Michigan State to cover because you're down like five or six, and all of a sudden in that place you blink and you're down 18, and then you get it down to like 12 and you blink and you're down 22. I mean, it's just they get going in Breslin like you wouldn't believe, and it, it happens in a hurry. It's just fast and furious. So. Uh, that should be a, a, a good game, too. But I, I think Michigan State wins and covers. All right, I'll, I'll switch it up. Wis, Wisconsin covers. I'll still pick Michigan State to, to win, but uh, close game, low possession game. Wisconsin's going to keep it close. Um, they'll co- control tempo. All right, Dayton at St. Louis. Dayton is an eight-point favorite. Um, my, my turn to pick here. I freaking love Dayton. Um, they are high in all the metrics now, which is really cool. Um, love me some Opie Toppin. L- love just how that team is built. They run some beautiful offense. Um, I'm going Dayton, Dayton. On the Great. road. Because I'm going to go the home team. I'm going to go St. Louis, St. Louis. Nice. I just nice. think Travis go. Ford's got his best team. He's got a gritty bunch of guys. Uh, I think that they're uh, – I mean, this is one they got to get. They're 14-3, and 3-1. Three, three and one. I, I, I really believe that uh, their home court advantage is the 13th best in Division One. Ooh, uh, good so stat. I think, yeah, I think you missed on that one. So, uh, once again, old Timmy just slides in there with the good info, which leads us into our next game, 
what are the two guards going to play for Ohio State at Penn State? So give give us the latest. What's the what's the deal? Well, there? Dwayne Washington and uh, Luther Muhammad were suspended against Nebraska. Did not play. What? Well, why didn't they not play? Do you know? Well, you think a university basketball program is going to come out? And say, <laughs> like, why guys are yeah, but you 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 might know. <laughs> well, I'm not telling. <laughs> Darn, we thought we could get a scoop here on Miles More Madness. All right, uh, let's see. You're up first, I think, Tim. I this is the game that I went back and forth on multiple times. You go. Yeah, first. I. Yeah, I just. Um, uh, I just sit there and I'm looking and I like the way um, Ohio State played. Uh, I. I, I the last game, I, I think that Chris Holtman is seizing control of that. Was not impressed with uh, Penn State last night against Minnesota. Uh, and then he changed the starting lineup, so he's searching. Uh, I, I am going with Ohio State to win and cover. Even, they're getting the point, but they're going to win the game too. That's what I have written down as well. I uh, I had Penn State at first, but then like I, at some point Ohio State's just going to get this thing right. Right? Right? It's going to happen. We're both be- we were both believers at one point. <laughs> like I, I mean you're just copying the, my pick the, on this, you know. You're copying the, my pick the for the good of the show. The good. Should, should I I'll go I'll go opposite just for the for 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 out of the goodness of my heart. I'll go Penn State Penn State. I'll change right. change what I have written down. I got to I think got to make note on the pick, I, uh, spreadsheet. I've taken many bullets for you over and over. I know and you over. have you have taken many bullets, so uh, I'll change it up. It's it's now been noted. Let me let me write down for you. I'll ask the Ohio for you. State. The Ohio State. Um, I'm, I'm I'm writing it down as we go now because it's too hard to, to have to go back and listen. It's a pain in the butt. All right, Auburn at uh, Auburn at Florida. Florida is a one point favorite. Um, this is my turn to pick. Auburn got rolled last night at Bama. Um, Florida recently got rolled by Missouri at Missouri. Um, I watched that one and ugh. <laughs> but uh, let's see here. Florida did bounce back against Mississippi, but um, you know, you always are, um, like I talked about last time, sometimes our, our bias from our eyes when we watch a game and we just can't get it out of our head. Um, I'm going Auburn, Auburn. They'll be, they'll be fired up to uh, bounce back after that Bama loss. Yeah, it's hard, you know, and I like Auburn a lot in this game. It's hard for me to believe you're going to be undefeated through half the year, the midpoint of the season, and then lose two in a row. But guess what? I'm, for the good of the show, I'm taking Florida. Florida. I had almost for written down Auburn, Auburn for you. But. I know, I was going to. But for the good of the show, since you did one, I'll do one. Okay, good good deal. All right, so uh, next up we got Kentucky at Arkansas. Arkansas, a three-point favorite at home. Um, little little stat for you here, Tim, and, and uh, I'll let you pick first, but uh, I'll, I'll give you this information before I do. Kentucky is one and two after a loss against the spread this year. So it's not like, oh, those cats have been fired up after their losses and they just come out and kill somebody. One and two after a loss against the spread. So go ahead and make your pick. Did you see Eric Musselman wearing the Tyson Foods t-shirt at his press conference last week? 
I did, and and uh, by the way, we I I had sent you that uh, on Twitter. I wanted to talk yeah. about that. What what do you show. Uh, next show? What, next show? Next show? Okay. Next show. Fine, yep. fine. Tim's yep. got movies to watch. Yeah. Rem- uh, remind me. Remind me next show. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> boy, that I I think Arkansas wins. Doesn't cover. Great game, down to the last second. Arkansas, Eric Musselman, Clay Mosier, win, no cover. I I consider doing the same thing because I think this is going to be close too. But uh, I'll go. I'll, I'm I'm going to go Arkansas, Arkansas. Um, so I like I like that. That's that's a that's a ballsy pick with the with the no win cover on three points. I like that, Tim. All right, um, Oregon yeah, it's at Washington. Unlikely, let's put it that way. <laughs> this. This is this is my turn first, right? Or you? Yeah, my yes. turn first here. Yep. Um, here's here's the deal. Kin system doesn't account for injuries or some dude not passing classes, <laughs> so this uh, spread doesn't exactly um, re- reflect what it should probably be. Um, and here's some stats for you, Tim. Husky I'm score the same one pick. You're taking. You're, you're taking same. You're you're going the same way I am. Okay, that's fine. I, I'm but guessing. Husky score. For the for the listeners, Huskies score one point oh four points per possession with Green on the Quade Green on the floor, and he's the one that has now flunked out the semester or quarter so, so, whatever. So in a seventy play. possession game, that's like seventy seven points. So that's pretty. So good. he, that's pretty good. Zero point eight six points per possession without him. Those are per hoop land. So you want to what? What's that one, Tim? Not good, oh, right? Yeah, I would say not. It's it's got to be what sixty two or what? How, point what? Point eight. Point 0.86. 0.86. I'm, I'm just adding it up here in my head. 60 uh, points a game. Uh, all right. And then the other stat, Isaiah Stewart, the last seven games that Green played, he was averaging 22.9 points per game, crushing it. Two games without him, he scored a combined 17 points on 15 shots. Give me Oregon. Give me Oregon. Yeah, Oregon, Oregon. It's a no-brainer. Ken, the Ken, uh, the Ken is screwed on this. Ken is screwed on this. Ken is screwed on this. And I, uh, in my in my picks today, my print picks, which usually suck, um, Vegas well, really hasn't caught on to to this uh, green out because uh, Washington was a, still a favorite against uh, Oregon State, and probably by too many points. So uh, watch as we yeah. get close to game time, that will change. Once yeah, money sure, starts, I'm, just, I'm sure it will gets pounded on the other side of that bet. They're like, whoa. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, All right, let's Colorado hear, let's hear it. No, no, no. Since we're picking, let's hear it. Let's hear the coin. Let's hear it. Oh, let's hear the coin. There it is. Okay. <laughs> I like the it. famous coin. People, some, somebody was confused in the, uh, section, in the comment section today that they think I just used the coin to make my picks. No, I actually still make my picks, but I also tell you what the coin says, and you should probably listen to the coin because the coin's now thirteen and two. All right, so Colorado at Arizona. Arizona's getting or Colorado's getting five points. Arizona favored by five. Arizona wins and covers. We are on the same page. Arizona seven and two against the spread in the McHale Center this year. Um, I, I think it's a good week for zone. I picked them to win and cover tonight as well. Um, they're, I, I believe in that talent. I think they're going to get rolling at some point. All right. Houston at Wichita state 
Wichita State is a three-point favorite. I am going to be at this game this weekend. Um, Wichita State lost last night to Temple. The Shockers could not hit anything from the perimeter. I didn't think they played that poorly. They just couldn't shoot anything. Um, Eric Stevenson, who's their leading scorer, went scoreless. Um, I think they bounced back. Three points at home, that's not enough um, for Houston to, to be able to cover that. Um, Wichita State win and, wins and covers. Uh, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's Houston. Calvin Sampson, tough, he is gritty. A genius. You got a little shock to the system. Yeah, you got a shock to the system for Wichita. And Calvin's just going to just roll on in there, and uh, he's going he's gonna to win and cover the game. You're just wrong. You're wrong. You're not You ever correct. been to that place? Have you ever been to that place? For a JUCO tournament. <laughs> for a JUCO tournament. What's that? Not for a game. For a JUCO, for a tournament. JUCO tournament. Yeah. Okay. It gets it gets pretty pretty rocking in there. It's good good home. I've court. watched games. Right. I like that low level camera angle in those places. Like it reminds me of the old days, like uh, at Indiana. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 good stuff. All right, Louisville at Duke. Duke is a eight point favorite. Go ahead, Timmy. I say Duke wins, doesn't cover. All right, so Louisville is one and four against the spread in the last five games. Um, a week after losing to Stephen F. Austin is when Duke crushed Michigan State. I think that the Blue Devils are fired up, take it out on the cards. Um, Duke wins and covers. So you've got Lou and Duke here. Making my notes. All right, so before we leave, Duke I to want win, to t- let, remind to everybody to rate. You've got Duke to win, Lou to cover. I've got Duke Duke. Yes. Um, so, want to remind everyone: rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Tim, before we leave, I believe the Athletic has a new college basketball podcast debuting soon. You, you know why they have that coming? Because they've they've realized, man, we really screwed up the first time we let somebody do a college basketball podcast. Might as well give this another try and see if we can get. And a they gave it a try with our guy, Michael Beller. Yeah, Michael carried away in. What what is this new podcast coming? Yeah. Why thanks, why are you guys. cheating on us? Why are you cheating on uh, us? Hey, hey man, you gotta you gotta get as many irons in the fire as you can, right? So uh so that's what I'm doing with uh, another great writer here, Brian Bennett. He is our bracketologist, and he and I are going to be uh debuting our new podcast tomorrow, Friday, January seventeenth. It's called Bracket Madness, and it's the first podcast ever uh solely dedicated to the art of bracketology. So every week Brian and I will be going over his bracket he has a new one that comes out every friday so that's one we'll be going over we'll be diving into uh the one seeds last four in first four out we'll have those sort of staple discussions every week we'll jump into some profiles of interesting teams especially as the tournament gets closer and as it gets closer uh we'll do more than one episode a week we're gonna have eamon brennan on our guy who does the bubble watch it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a, a busy what two months up until selection sunday we'll have a selection sunday show for you as well uh, and we're really excited about it so bracket madness you can already uh subscribe to that as well so please do check it out first episode coming your way tomorrow friday january 17th and of course cj don't forget you guys here first of all no self-deprecation necessary you guys have been excellent and secondly theathletic.com slash miles more get yourself 40 percent off an annual subscription if you're listening to this podcast on itunes spotify anywhere in the free universe 
<laughs> Good stuff. My, Michael, it's, you know, thank you for those kind words, but I mean, bad enough you're cheating on us. And then, and then you go out and you steal the madness from Miles Moore Madness. I, well, I mean, come on. I think he was trying to connect. I think they're just trying. <laughs> He's to, trying to connect. To, all right. Yeah, dotted, all right. dotted line relationship is what we call that. Exactly. Got to have that red thread going through everything. <laughs> so the other Good thing stuff. is, uh, Michael, just so you know, uh, for us uh, coaches out there, I used to love to be on the bubble. Last four in, last four out. Because everybody's you know doing their own brackets. And that's you get more talk. Like if you're a four seed and the number like 18 team in the country or whatever like that, like nobody talks about you. But if you're on the bubble, everybody's talking about whether you're yeah. in, you're out. And it was great for recruiting. It was like they were talking about Colorado State or Nebraska all the time. Like, oh, I don't know. You know, they never talked about you when you were safely in, but they always talked about you when. And usually I was like, there's no way we're getting in. We suck. We still have to go to this place, to that place. So it was good news that way. You know, you just take whatever you can get. Yeah. Well, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, then maybe teams like Virginia Tech and St. John's should be excited about the debut of uh, Bracket Madness on Friday. I think I know what's going on there. <laughs> oh, man. So Tim would lose enough to stay to stay relevant, basically. <laughs> you know, everybody's got their lot in life, and I had a lot. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for, uh, for joining us. I'm, I'm not going to tell you to be efficient today. I'm going to end this with a... Go Chiefs! Hey, sign my petition. Fire CJ from Miles More Madness. You can find it at www.firecjmorefrommilesmoremadness.com on the interweb. Thanks, folks.